Every day you wake up to something new Whether that be a challenge or a new opportunity And let me tell you, that's a great thing Now you gon' have some battles You'll get your wins and you'll have your losses But no matter the outcome, there's always light at the end of the tunnel Alright, let's go Grinding every day cause I gotta get it Wake up from my dream cause I'm trying to live it Make my own lane, don't care if I fit in If I want something I do it, no I'm never quitting now Honor my path, reaching my goals no matter how Bring on the wrath, promise ain't nothing gon' knock me down Tell me can you feel the vibe yet? This the encouraged mindset Welcome to another episode of Encourage Mindset. I'm your host, Ethan Vandehei, and today I have a special guest in Marina. She's going to dive into some amazing stories about her life, and some of them deal with moving, challenging herself, but also you'll find the biggest thing that she's going to share is growth. She has tremendously grown a lot in the last couple of years, and I'm excited to learn more about her and her story. So welcome, Marina. If you want to share some of your stories right away or tell the audience about yourself, go for it. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks so much for having me, Ethan. It's really nice to be here and share some stories with everyone because I feel like when I was dealing with the things that I was dealing with, which I'll get into in a sec, it would have been really nice to hear relatable stories, to hear of others going through similar things. Because, you know, when you're in it, you're like, oh, it's just me like this. I'm alone. But that's not the case at all. So to give you a little background about myself, I'm originally from Russia. I was raised in California. I moved to the U.S. when I was really little for my dad's job. So California is the life I knew. But I also knew that I always wanted to move to Europe just because adventure and trying something new. And my family was like, we literally left that part of the world. What are you doing? Um, But I was like, no, I want it. I want to try it. So at a certain point, I took a chance on myself. I booked a one-way ticket to the Netherlands. And yeah, it was crazy. There was a point when I had a housing issue. I ended up on the street by myself with my five suitcases, snowing outside, middle of the night, like, literally thinking, what am I doing? Like, how did I get to this point in life? You know, because that's not how you imagine a big European move. But I I figured it out, worked out. And I've been in the Netherlands, I think last weekend, it was officially like six years since the first time I came into the Netherlands, which was, yeah, huge anniversary. I didn't even realize that I totally skipped the five year mark, like (laughs) completely passed me by. So yeah, that's the story of how I came here kind of in a nutshell. And just a few months ago, I launched my own content marketing agency, which was another huge change for me after working full-time roles for a long time. I was just all about trying something new and taking that chance. Awesome. Yeah. What kind of got you to do stuff like this? You know, a lot of people want to stick to the nine to five. They can rely on a check, but then also a lot of people are afraid to, you know, pack up their bags and move. So what got you to, you know, try all this? I think it was the realization that stability is an illusion. So in my family, like we came to the U.S. for my dad's job and my dad had been working in tech his whole life. Right now he's been in the same role. Well, not the same role. He's been at the same company for over a couple decades. Um, And to him, that was the life he always saw for me and my sister. And I was always told, you know, you want to graduate college. You want to work in this stable job. And that's what I worked towards for a long time. And I think it really took getting into a full-time role. 
that wasn't so stable that made me realize, hey, you're dispensable. It doesn't matter how big or small the company is. It doesn't matter how great or talented or skilled or experienced you are. You're replaceable. I mean, all the layoffs happening at the major companies, think, you know, Microsoft, Spotify, Google, like thousands of people are losing their jobs overnight. And these are people who probably thought, hey, my nine to five is stable. I worked hard to get here. I'm great at what I do. This will never go away. So I think when you realize that, when you're really confronted with that face to face, you're like, oh, stability is an illusion. And you get to choose which kind of stability you want to chase then. Do you want to pursue the nine to five where somebody might fire you? Or do you want to take more control of your life and kind of venture out on your own? And I was really kind of bouncing those ideas around my head for a long time. I was obviously scared. Like I I say it so confidently, but it's scary. Everything's scary. And I didn't do it for a long time. And it just got to a point that I was like, I'm not happy and I don't know why. Like in my career, I like my job. I like the people I work with, but I'm not happy. And I talked with some friends who were in similar situations and that's where it came out. Okay, maybe it's time I venture out on my own and finding clients is tough and you have no clue where your company will go, right? It's all so unpredictable, no stability, no guarantee, but nothing has a guarantee. So you just have to pick which instability, which stability makes sense for you. I understand the struggle for getting clients. And sometimes your ambition and your motivation deteriorates some days, as we talked about, you know, January in the Netherlands is kind of like Wisconsin, this crappy cold weather. I think it, I think it affects sometimes how you want to work. I'm going to be honest about that, but it's awesome that you took on, you know, the opportunities you saw and was like, Hey, I'm going to try something, you know, not going into a nine to five job. Like you can get distracted all day and then be like, crap, I didn't really focus on what I was supposed to do. So how can you stay, you know, focused with all the distractions going on? So for me personally, it's actually way easier to stay focused when I'm working for myself. Because then I know that, first of all, every paycheck, it really depends on the effort I put in and the projects I create. Every conversation I have can turn into a project. It can turn into a client. Like It feels like everything I do is directly tied to the outcome. And to me, that makes a huge impact and it makes it all worthwhile. So as you mentioned, January sucks. The weather is horrible. The drive is just like at an all-time low in the negatives. But with my own company, this is my first January having my own company. It's been so much better. You know, I can work from bed if I want. Some days when I just can't be bothered, like if I'm sick, especially I'm like, oh, I can't get up. It's fine. I just get my laptop. My clients are super understanding. I work with people who get it, who care about the work created, not about where I do it or how I do it. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just so much easier. When I worked full time, it was a completely different ballpark. In the Netherlands, sick leave is pretty good. So if I'm sick, I can't take the time off. But when I was head of a department, I would come back and nobody would do my work for me. The work would pile up and it was really hard to get back into it. And when I was having off days, I would go to work or even remotely. But there was always like a sense of obligation. I have to check my messages on time. I have to make sure the CEO is happy with me. And it it was just deteriorating my kind of drive, I would say. Even though I liked what I did, it was kind of like I do it because somebody expects it of me, not because I actually want to do it for me or because I see a purpose in what I do. So that's one of the reasons that I would actually say venturing out on your own would make sense a lot. When you're really motivated and excited, you want to go above and beyond and put in more than the casual you know, 30, 40 hours because you want to make sure it's really well done. 
Or are you kind of more like, hey, I'm going to maintain this. I'm going to also, you know, accomplish some uh, personal goals while I'm accomplishing professional goals. Or are you really in the mindset right now where it's like, hey, this is my grind season? I don't focus so much on the time spent. I focus more on the results. So that's also something I really enjoy. I hate the 40-hour, 32-hour work week. I hate having to tie that time to what I do because everybody is different. Everybody has you know, different levels of productivity. So sometimes what takes one person two hours will take someone else eight hours. And it's the same amount of work. The outcome is the same. The output is the same. But one is penalized and expected to do more because they finished it quickly. And I was often that person who would work really quickly because when I'm in the grind set, I'm like, okay, let's go like full force. Let's do this. But sometimes I just have no motivation. Sometimes I'm just kind of like, I just want to look at memes and I want to read a book and I just want to chill. So that's something I really like that I don't have to focus so much on the time spent, but the output. Like my husband asked me, he's like, so how much did that project take you? How long did it take you? And I'm like, oh, I'm not 100% sure because I was just like in the zone. So I focus more on just getting the results I want for my business. And sometimes that means working an evening because I have a lot of American clients and, you know, time differences. But it doesn't bother me because what matters to me is I do the work that I enjoy. And I do set boundaries. I generally don't work weekends unless it's, you know, a very dire situation. Something is really urgently needed. But for the most part, like you can't find me working on weekends. Sometimes I post on LinkedIn, but that's about it. So those boundaries are really important to me. Where did all of this um, ambition and drive come from? Did it come from seeing your dad's life or did it come from you wanting to set up the life you've wanted for you and your husband? It came from a place of freedom. This sounds very silly, but when I was little, I always wanted to own a business. I wrote a story, we called it a book, when I was like five years old about a fish who was a business owner. And I remember writing about like the insane money this fish made and my mom laughed at it. She thought it was so cute and so funny, but I still remember that. And I was like, I want that freedom. I want the freedom to earn enough that I can give myself the life I want. And it's not a matter of money as it is a matter of freedom. So when I worked full time, I even when I worked remotely, I always had to say, hey, I want to work from Spain. I want to go back to the US, work you know, from my family's house. Would that be okay? And I hate having to ask someone permission to do that. Because again, it doesn't impact the quality of my work. I still deliver what I need to, but I had that obligation and I didn't like that. I really wanted to say, hey, I'm great at what I do. I can get you what you want. It shouldn't matter if I do it on the beach, by the pool, at midnight, at 6 a.m. Like what matters is the output and you getting the results. It doesn't matter how I do it. So for me, it was a matter of freedom. And I feel like I have that now. Sometimes I have a day when I'm really like, okay, not happening today just not not in the mood for it and other days when I'm fully like waking up at eight ready to go go until 8 p.m so I just love that freedom you know I'm making all these plans I'm like I want to go see my friend I don't want to take time off work and I can do that with my own company I don't have to ask permission I don't have to worry about disappointing someone about losing my job it really comes down to me and I like that I like when it's all dependent on the work I do when you you know are really focused on results and everything What's been kind of the habit requiring the least effort, but that it's been making like the greatest difference for yourself as a recent business owner? So this sounds very silly because everything is so techie these days, but I love having a physical to-do list. 
like the satisfaction of writing out what I need to do and checking it off, like nothing compares when it comes to, you know, motivating me. I can't explain it. I'm working on a client project right now and we have a virtual checklist and I use it for the client. But to, to me, it's like, meh, I just do it because they want me to. But my physical checklist is really what motivates me to kind of get those tasks done. Because when I check it off, I never have to see it again. And I'm like, nice. It's just so satisfying. So I think it's a really big matter of finding an organizational approach that'll really work for you. And a lot of people have told me, hey, you know, you can put this on Google Drive. There's like programs online to help make it easier Monday. And I'm like, I don't like them. It doesn't motivate me to be as productive, which sounds so silly to some people, but it's a thing for me. So that's what I would say. Find what works for you. Yeah. And, it, and you're transparent about it. Over the course of your young life, what book have you learned from or podcast have you heard that you would kind of recommend for somebody to learn something that maybe you've just really embraced? So this might not be the answer you want to hear. Um, no but to give you a little background, I used to work at a library for a few years. And when I worked there, I feel like I read every single book in the self-help and business sections, just because I had so much time. So I was at the library, I was reading all the time and nothing really stood out to me. It all seemed like very generic, kind of bland, obvious advice. Okay. And to me, it was a matter of, okay, like you're saying this, duh, but it's on the reader to execute it. And that's the tough part. At least for me, that's always a tough part. Like I know what I need to do, but it's the execution that can be difficult. And as a marketer, as a writer, as someone who, you know, Russian's my first language when I moved to the US, I didn't speak a word of English. Uh, I feel like reading in general is just a game changer. Find a fiction book you like, find a series you enjoy, find an author whose work resonates with you and read. Because I feel like that opens your horizons. You start thinking in ways you never thought of before. You get a creative. You start thinking of all these like crazy places you could go. I love Jack London. I think he's an excellent author. He, I wish I remembered more of his quotes, but I went to the museum, to the house where he lived back in California. And I remember seeing all those quotes on the walls. And to me, that was motivation to just let go, live freely and live life on my own terms. And he's a fiction writer, as far as I'm aware. I, he didn't write any self-help books. He didn't write anything about personal development, but seeing how he lived his life and kind of how he told stories really motivated me to live life on my own terms and be a better storyteller. So I think fiction is really underestimated when it comes to bettering, bettering yourself both personally and professionally. I would view reading as, you know, a very helpful thing to do. That's probably one thing on my call out list I got to do better at. Atomic Habits is one call out that I think a lot of people get glued to or say like it really helped motivate me. What's been something that has been challenging you in your life right now? And how do you kind of see yourself going out and accomplishing it? You know, I learn a lot from LinkedIn when it comes to specifically this. I follow a lot of great people who are teaching me, you know, how to use Sales Navigator or, you know, talking about how to best reach out to prospects, how to find your target audience. And that's just been a game changer, well, not from just general books, not from podcasts, but people just like me who are in the same place I am six months ago, a year ago, five years ago, who are sharing their stories and, you know, writing these detailed plans. That's really helpful. So that's something that I've more, I've been working on right now. Once again, when you, you be transparent and you call it out, I think when you call out something you're, you know, challenged on or lacking or need to work on, I think when you call it out, you're going to improve on it because you're telling yourself it's an issue. And 
if you don't tell yourself, you're never going to fully believe it is. And you're going to keep thinking, oh, you know, I got four or five clients. I'm good. Like it's the same thing with personal development when you are trying to improve on yourself, whether it's reading we talked about or going to the gym, you have to call this stuff out. Otherwise, you're never going to change your routines. Exactly. And I want to share that success doesn't have to look the same for every single person. It's different for everyone, right? I love that call out. You said earlier, you were you used to work in a library, nothing really inspired you or, you know, really got you motivated. What is a quote that you can leave our audience with or a powerful message? Let's hear you drop some powerful knowledge. <laughs> it's not fair that you didn't prepare me for this in advance. I would have thought of something so beautiful. If I have to think of something on the spot and I'll explain this, you're the most important person in your life, no matter how you look at it. And you could say, hey, no, it's not me. It's for my kids. I do everything for my kids. Or, hey, no, it's my mom. She's the one who brought me here. I love her. No, it all comes down to you because how can you be there for somebody else if you're not at 100%, if you're not you know, doing your best, if you're not at your best? I think if you want to be there for your kids, for your spouse, for your parents, for your friends, for your clients, anybody, you have to be at your best every chance you can get. You can't take care of your kids if you don't take care of yourself. You can't be the best for your clients if you're not the best for yourself. And I hope that makes sense. I want to dive into that one second. So if you, like everyone has a bad day, right? You know, it's just the way the world works. How can you make sure then you recover from that bad day or bad, you know, hour, two hours, maybe how can you recover so it doesn't fall into a pattern? We think. The best way would be to acknowledge that it happened. A lot of people say, you know, I don't want to associate negative emotions with myself. I don't want to dwell on the negativity. But I don't think kind of embracing those negative emotions is a bad thing. So even, you know, you had a horrible call with a client, you're angry, they're not paying you, you're miserable, and that's okay. Yell out the window, yell at the wall, throw your planner on the floor angrily, Live in that moment and acknowledge that you feel those negative emotions and that's okay. And feel it and really get in there. And then ask yourself, do I want to keep feeling like this though? Like, did I enjoy that? Most of the time the answer is no, it felt good to get it out, but I want to move on now. I want to make a sandwich now. I want to have a nice smoothie now, eat some ice cream, call my best friend, and then you move on with life. I've noticed that's the best thing for me because I've had a tendency in the past to dwell on that negativity I was bullied in high school, for instance, in middle school. So I was very sad a lot of the time. And I would find myself, you know, somebody says a mean comment to me and I sit there and I'm like, oh, they're so mean. And I just hate on them in my head for hours to come. But that wasn't healthy. And that wasn't helping me in any way. And I could acknowledge that negativity then in the moment and then say, hey, but I'm going to move on. And I'm going to do something good for myself because I deserve it. I don't deserve to be bringing myself down. The people around me who I love don't deserve to be dealing with me like that. So I think it's a matter of feeling those emotions that aren't necessarily happy and positive, but then choosing to let go and embracing different feelings that you do like to feel. Grinding every day until your dreams coming true. Yeah, grinding every day until your dreams coming true. Yeah, grinding every day until your dreams coming true. Wanna make it happen? Well, it all starts with you. Start with flipping the mentality, making visions reality. Screw all the practicality, wasn't meant for normality. Time to unlike the beast, so bring out all of your savagery. All in every day, how it has to be.